The Hump, Episode 7. We be landing soon. I like the sound of that. Welcome to The Hump, your show for how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Buland. Welcome everyone on Instagram tonight. If you're checking in, and we'll check in here in a minute, and those on Facebook, good to see you tonight. Um, the We Be Landing Soon is a little nod, a little homage to your Instagram account, which I thought was quite clever. So I just thought... We're talking about travel tonight? Play on words, but yeah, it works. Yeah, a little play on words. I forgot to throw on. I feel like Mr. Rogers all of a sudden. This is going (laughs) to... Clearly, clearly we know I'm not Mr. Rogers, but I forgot to put these on before we started the show. Those things have have got some age on them, man. They they got some mileage. I don't know if it's age so much as the experience. It's collected some serious hardcore experience. I mean, the funk... In this room right now, is it's making my eyes water. <laughs> but, right. These are my travel. These are my, well, these are my beach. If we're going to a beach destination, travel shoes. That's way too much coverage still for a beach. I know. Well, you've got your, yeah. come on, show them your, show them your. Show these them your, are, okay. The you see those? bottle openers built into the bottom. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing the Turks and Caicos shirt tonight. I'm digging that. Becca hits this shirt, so. It's about the only time I can wear this shirt is. Um, so we've got a few, what's the beer? Uh, little Oscar blues, death by coconut again, themed. And that's not one landing on your head as you're walking on the beach. No. Cheers. Cheers. It is delicious. Although we jump back to the dark beers again. I thought we were, well, with spring, we're moving into, you know, we'll throw in an IPA, but this is, this is, if there were ever a summer dark beer, this is it. Yeah, for a dark beer, it is. It still feels more uh, summery. I mean, my wife is that way. She's like, didn't you guys buy them out like last year at yeah, Lucas Liquors? Yeah, I still have a little bit, but because she like likes it when it's hot out better than when it's you know twenty degrees. And then you still have a surplus at home, I believe too. It's it's dwindling, but I still have some. Yes. Okay. Well, this is delicious beer by Oscar Blues, Death by Coconut, our beer of the uh, beer of the week. We were talking the other day. How many how many weeks do you think we'll go? I'm keeping score, but how many weeks do you think we'll go before we'll actually like double up on a brewery? Not a beer. I'm not afraid of that, but like a brewery. Because mm. I've almost on occasion already pulled another. We started with Boulevard, yeah, and I almost already pulled another Boulevard, and then I've got a really another fine torn label sitting up there that I'm like, we can't have that to like episode fifty. Yeah, I think that's uh, put some work in and make sure we have a unique brewery every week. Okay. How many weeks do you think, though? Over or under? I don't know. I mean, Lucas, you can go forever. I mean, we have a liquor store here that's like the size of a... The size, size of a football field, almost. Yeah. It's pretty big. They have, like, you know, thousands of beers. So let's let's take it out to at least a thousand episodes before we double up. Okay. That would be the equivalent of your untapped score. Because haven't you had a thousand unique beers? I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I'm like 965 right now. 965. All right. 
That's something to celebrate. We'll have to celebrate that when you hit a thousand beers with something really unique. Yeah. So hoping I would be in another country on that date, but I think I might hit it before then. You, you'll likely hit it before then. So, well, we have a few things to, to toast this week, as yes. always. Yes. So, first off, I want to toast. Uh, so, Beck and I did, did this first, our inaugural compilation. It's like a curated blog post. You were a guest. I had to drag you I kicking was. and screaming, but yes. you did it, and I thank you. So, I'm going to toast you. And then our guest was thank you. a contributor to that. This week, so I want to thank everybody that contributed to that. The blog post call is called Up Next and is basically just cool things in Kansas City and um, had really good reception. Just of like people already going to the blog, driving traffic, and then um, the Kansas City Live. One of the contributors, Casey Geeks, mm-hmm. who's a friend, and I've done some guest posts for her. She's doing this event this upcoming Saturday, Cinco de Mayo at the Plaza library called uh, Plaza PopCon. And the Casey library got on social media and was like, thank you so much for posting this. I'm like, no, thank you for holding it. That's yeah. it was, it was awesome. So I want to thank everybody that uh, participated in that. I'd like to toast you because that, uh, that piece was very well done oh, and it's a cool you. idea. I like that. You know, thank you. other people can chime in and uh, talk about a subject, whether it be, you know, what's coming up in May or who knows, but, I like the idea. And that was so, thanks. That was the the whole idea that, well, and it wasn't completely original. I used to contribute to this thing, and I talked about it in the blog post, this thing on a science fiction blog called Mind Mill, mm-hmm. and they would pose a question and everybody would contribute. And as much as I loved contributing, what was really cool about participating in those was to see everybody else's take and point of view on yeah. the same question. Yeah, and to get a different kind of life experience out of it, so that that was cool, and that's what I enjoyed about doing this too. It was like, so our guest, she's travel related this week, and but her, I expected her answer to be quasi like travel related, and it was completely not travel related, which made it all the more entertaining. It was kind of cool. Yeah. So um, that was in, you know that was interesting. You know, I asked the live music guy; he gave me a live music answer. As a travel person, I expected something like a stay home kind of thing. Right. Was not that. So we'll, we might river about that when she's, when she's here in a minute. But, um, so we got to, let's toast to our first guest as we're just talking. She's going to be on in a minute. This so is, uh, our, groundbreaking territory. It is groundbreaking. Um, she is actually in the room with us hiding out and you might hear a giggle from time to time better than our producer. If our producer's girlfriend was in the room, she'd be giggling, giggling nonstop. <laughs> I was a little concerned about that. <laughs> um, one more thing we've got to toast this week for sure. Well, there's one. It's kind of a joke, inside joke around. But uh, you've got something really serious to toast. Yeah, like I mean, tomorrow's, tomorrow's a big day for me. It's uh, the Blackjack anniversary. So Blackjack anniversary. Yeah, 21. Yeah, like, Twenty-one cheers. Twenty-first day of twenty-one years. Cheers. Cheers, Diane. Yeah. I mean, what do you What do you get for a blackjack anniversary a trip to Vegas? What is it? Well, we basically, you know, like we'll do a trip and just say, you know, don't get me something. Just let's do the trip instead. So we'll do, you know, the usual card and maybe some chocolates or whatnot. Um, but yeah, she's got watching Netflix. I mean, twenty-one years, man. You know. You kind of done it all at that point. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Congratulations to you both. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I'm going to toast my wife as well because, but for a completely different reason. It's she's been uh, giddy 
the last week. And it's because they apparently rounded up the lead suspect of who they thought was the Golden State Killer. Yeah, and good news. She's a murder porn aficionado, and just was like through the through the roof, going, "Did you right. see this?" As they were making uh, announcing the news that they had found the guy, or thought they found the guy, allegedly or whatever. I'm just gonna throw that in. I'll use a whole bunch of adverbs. <laughs> until he's... Uh, until he... Yeah. I mean, they have DNA... Until proven guilty. They have DNA evidence. He's, he's guilty. Uh, she was watching a show about the Golden State Killer. Wow. So, to my wife's healthy outlet of murder porn, as long as it's not delivered upon the... Yeah, I don't know if I'd be cheersing that one. I'll drink to it. <laughs> Just because we'll drink. She's anything. just coming up with creative ways to bump you off at some point. Like you think she's built the best way to do this. Oh, she might be able to build an airtight case. I saw you guys last night, and it it crossed my mind. But <laughs> don't lose the, the grocery list. Whatever you do. Oh God, I still have not found that grocery list with three items. With right. Three items. I have still not right. found that grocery list. Well, before we get into travel, we've got to discuss because we I left the I left all the gear. It's been a little crowded in the room with Hulk right behind you too. He's lurking, <laughs> menacing right behind you. Um, so we've got to discuss the Avengers a little bit. Spoiler: If you have not seen the Avengers, you can f off because it made like seven hundred million dollars internationally. If you haven't seen it at this point, you're not that big of a fan. Yeah, like it's been out for four days, like. Shit, you got to see this. Come yeah. on, you've got. Yeah, everyone dies. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, pretty fair, close to a fair number. I was going to give one more spoiler warning before you just did that, but yeah, everyone, everyone dies. If somebody's watching this over that, that's their own fault. I mean, you know. yeah, they could be seeing the movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, what'd you what'd you think? What'd you think of the movie? It was fine. I I think it's. Maybe it's the 19th movie, and I've kind of seen this over and over again. But, uh, you know, it seemed like uh, they were trying to just really make it more sensational than it really was. I mean, I told you this. I thought they were trying to go full Empire Strikes Back, and instead they went full Jon Snow. Like, he dies in the the end of the season, and then all of a sudden the new season starts, and oh my god, he's alive. Yeah. You know, like... But you still enjoyed that storyline in Game of Thrones when Jon Snow returned. I was, I'm not a huge, you know, whatever, I don't care. I mean, Jon Snow's like Game of Thrones Captain America, though. I guess I'm more of a Jon Snow guy. Yeah, and you're more of a Tyrion guy, which Tyrion's more like Tony Stark. Isn't that, I, that's so that ironic. That is weird. I, I never put that together. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, like, if you're going to bring somebody bra- back, bring back, you know, Eddard Stark. Don't bring back, you know, Jon Snow. But, you know, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, I was fine. I knew, I knew, well, and I even told you last week when we were talking about it, I'm like, everybody's going to die. I mean, because the comic books, I mean, if you look at the comic book storyline, it's pretty much the same scenario that you knew most people were going to, were going to die. I think the beauty of watching a movie like that is the way it's constructed in the journey. Now, there are several instances where I had issues with, how they, you know, portrayed that journey, particularly, you know, there's that, that one scene where, um, you know, they're, they're on Titan and they pretty much have Thanos beat 
And yeah. you could argue, I've seen some arguments around like Peter Quill being, you know, just demonstrating his humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and that's their fate. You know, that was the hero's failings. Yeah. But at the same time, I almost wanted to put Peter Quill in this week's triple D. Like, is that a dick douche or dumbass move? Yeah. They were like right there. <laughs> they were right there. Like you're crying over Gamora. And the fate of the universe, I get it, I get it, but the fate of the universe is in the balance. Get the gauntlet off him, and then you can kill him. And then you can kill him. Yeah. Yeah, just wait, like, a split second. Is that a dick douche or dumbass move? So <laughs> It's amazing how that worked out the way it did. It's yeah. It's just that close to getting it. Yeah. And I, and I love Guardians. Like, Guardians, if you had to meet a stack rank, all the movies, like, Guardians is easily in my top five. Yeah, I love the original. The first one, yeah. The original and Peter Quill, I love Star Lord, right? The only guy that lived was Rocket Raccoon, no? Yeah, and uh, Nebula. Oh yeah, I forgot Nebula. So that was the that's the other thing. It's like they, you know, some of the people they decided to knock off. You knew, and I had a uh, mentor, author, uh, you know, author of mine wrote a blog post. He's a mentor of mine. Wrote a blog post around. The movie's constructed about as well as you can construct it. I think we we talked about before. Mm-hmm. That's your main, you know, your main issue with it is that it's, it's constructed as well as it could be. But you just know from an economic sense that a lot of the people that went out, you know, they're bringing back because they have another billion dollars to make off of them. Oh yeah, completely. Like King Ch- uh, T'Challa. It's like there's going to be another Black Panther movie. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a combination of economics. Which people can stand alone in their own movie. And then also, I think there's just a handful of those actors that are like, you know, Tom Hiddleston. I'm done playing Loki. Like, <laughs> that, that shit's ran its course. I'm done. I want to go make some English movie where I'm riding a horse or something, you know, like. Well, that's funny because it's like Tom Hiddleston and, uh, Idris Elba who plays Heindel. Mm-hmm. I think they both went out, probably both thinking I'm the next James Bond. Yeah, maybe. So we'll see. So who do you think's coming back? Well, actually, better put, we were going to play a little game, but I, for the sake of time, I don't think we'll do the because so many people died. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's like dead as a doornail? Who do you think's not coming back? And I, I can, we can refer to the cheat sheet here because Heindel dies, Loki yeah, he dies, he's gone. The collector Benicio del Toro, you think dies? I don't care. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't foresee a collector movie coming out anytime soon. He's, you know, no. he's, he's doing beer commercials. Yeah, exactly. He's got Heineken, Heineken commercials. Heineken commercial coming. Which that's a. We should need to do a whole episode. On. I actually <laughs> love the Heineken commercials though. I don't like the beer, but like yeah, they're funny. I love the one they're like Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah, those are good commercials. Gamora, she gone. She gone. Vision, maybe. I don't know. Bucky. The Winter Soldier. Really don't care. T'Challa. He'll come back. He's coming back. Groot. I think that thing's kind of... It was cute at first, but the whole, you know, man Groot, baby Groot, teen Groot, like, it didn't do anything for me. I, I have a theory on Groot already, though. Groot's person, or whatever you want to call him, is attached to Thor's axe. New axe hammer. Oh, yeah. So there's a piece of him that still needs his little zap of Thor's lightning, just the right way, just gets sexy on. 
It and probably, that he's coming back. It probably depends on Vin Diesel's availability, really. You know. <laughs> I, so, I, I think I can't be award-winning <laughs> acting there, but you know. one line with uh, yeah, yeah. three words. Uh, occasionally, they work in a fourth mm-hmm. when it's we. Yeah. We are uh, Scarlet Witch. Don't really care. Sam Wilson Falcon. He's definitely dead. He's definitely dead. Mantis. Never liked her to begin with. Drax. Okay, Drax would be. This I, I like Drax. All right, Drax. If Drax didn't come back, I'm going to be disappointed. He was. He and Star Lord. If you got to pick Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, I thought for sure those guys would make it. My produ- our producer over here has an opinion on Drax. Don't you? What? Do you have an opinion on Drax? He's coming back. He's, He's coming, coming back. back. Yeah. All right. Uh, Star Lord. He better come back. He better come back. But he was a tool in this movie. I got so tired of the Thor. Like, the Thor thing was funny for about three lines. Like, how insecure he was around Thor. And the language, too. Like, he got a little saucy. He got a lot saucy. That's like, come on, Star-Lord. I know you're a little insecure, but that was seriously. Depends on how Jurassic World does. You know, like, you might just branch off and just go full dinosaur. All right, Doctor Strange. He's got to come back. I don't Spider-Man. Nobody's killing Spider-Man. He's coming back. They're going to make nine more series. With three him. actors in the last <laughs> ten years to play him. He's coming back. All right. Nick Fury. I think he's ready to, to ride off into the sunset. And Maria Hill. His sidekick. Don't care. Don't care. Okay. I think that. I think that. Oh, so who's not accounted for? Who we didn't see on screen? Ant-Man. Ant-Man lost Hawkeye. Hawkeye's done. Okay. And here's the one that really got me, though. Because I think it's a potentially a huge motivator for Tony Stark. What if Pepper's gone? Hupapops! What if Pepper's gone? He will recreate the universe just to bring, make sure that Pepper comes back. See, I was surprised that, that Iron love Man... Does, love does funny things. Nah, no. <laughs> I thought Iron Man wasn't going to come back because I think Robert Downey Jr., I mean, those $50 million paychecks are nice. But I think he's like, again, I want to go do some artsy piece. You know, I'm done playing Iron Man. Um, but I thought, you know, like, I'd leave my tech behind so that some new, you know, young a-hole can step into the Iron Man role. Yeah, that's the Captain America theory, too, is that that's why they're they're thinking about, like, Sam Wilson, Falcon, or Bucky in the comics. You know, Steve Rogers dies, and then they replace him at one point. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the theory there. All right, well, not that we broke new territory, but had to, I, I, had, to, I had to exercise that. Yeah. I had to exercise that. I'm ready so to move on. You're ready to move on. All right, well, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk to somebody who likes to move. It's the girl who goes. Kathy Robinson's going to be joining us here in a minute, and we can throw up a pick while we do a little bit of an intermission to get her set up. So, Kathy Robinson, the girl who goes. She magically appears. Yeah, you should pour that. You know, while she's pouring her beer, question I didn't ask you, because we yeah. normally talk about what we're going to do this next weekend. Yeah. So you do you... Are you doing anything for your anniversary, that black check anniversary, or yeah, we're 
we're going to do the old dinner thing tomorrow night, but uh, Friday, it's on Diane's bucket list. We're going uh, zip lining. Really? Where are you going zip lining? It's uh, Zip KC. I guess it's okay. over by the speedway, like out in the middle right. of the woods. But uh, yeah, I'm fairly excited about that. That's cool. Have you seen, have you heard of Go Ape? It's in Swope Park. Oh, I have heard something about that. But we met, Beck and I met. It wasn't, uh, it was a couple months ago. Is that any good? You can drag it and put it on the screen if you want, if it's any good. Looks like new from New Banks. It's probably new Banks is pretty good. Was that magic? I don't know what he's referring to. It could have been yeah, anyone. She just appeared. Oh, she wasn't. She just, oh, the Kathy disappeared. It was magic. Uh, okay, so you guys are going to go ziplining. That's yeah. awesome. Diane's like, I'm equally excited and scared and, you know, but I might have to give her a little push on that first, first one. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know that I could, my fat ass could do zip lining. I'd be afraid I'd break the, that's your weight tested. Oh gosh. You're good. All right. They better be weight tested to 400 pounds at this point, even though I've been working out. (laughs) So. And on a new diet, although it's Becca's not calling it a diet, she refuses to call it a diet. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah, so, yeah. diet's got a negative connotation to it. That's right. Well, our guest is here. Kathy's here, so she's our fir- our first guest and a firm believer that getting out and seeing the world, and you do it by all means necessary. And recently, she single handedly took down the Mexican cartel. Yes, what happened. Impressive. Very missionary work. So that picture that you saw a moment ago, you didn't see her. That was her triumph. That was like her home run trot after offing the Mexican cartel. So there was a body laying right there, I guess, <laughs> from what I heard. Uh, yeah, you probably couldn't see it in the photo, but there was a body. It was not somebody that I killed or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a homeless person. Could have been high on, on... Yeah, I mean, the same thing here, though. I mean, He's know. taking a siesta. <laughs> taking a siesta. Siesta, yeah. They don't really celebrate siesta in Mexico, to my That's knowledge, true. but, yeah. You weren't anyway. I wasn't, but it didn't seem like other places I've been where they do celebrate, celebrate siesta. Celebrate yeah. siesta. I love the siesta. I wish you would, you know, catch on here in the U.S. I know you're a big fan of the siesta. Well, I'm a big fan. Of, and when you're... Per- Perpetually unemployed, like I am now, you can take <laughs> a siesta. You can take a siesta. Yeah, not whenever I want. I generally don't get mine until I. It's weird. I'll. It, it's that traditional lull about three p.m. and yeah. then I'll just like, hmm, well, thirty minute cat nap sounds sounds nice. So Kathy chron- chronicles all her adventures, travel adventures, on a blog called The Girl Who Goes. Yes. And uh, we're glad you could join us. You're you're our first I know, first I guest. Feel so we'll, honored. So we'll be we'll be gentle. And so she's in her. Yeah, that was a little awkward, wasn't it? Right. <laughs> I'll just, I don't know what's happening. I'll scream in here. <laughs> this that's that kind of moment I was telling her beforehand in the podcast that gets corrected. Because I'll, t- I'll tell I'll tell Jay I'm like Jay cut that line out because I sound like a creepy old dude. Yeah. For which we all know I am, but it's, yeah, but okay, so, um, what was I going to ask you now? Well, and your travel, your travel adventures. Yeah. So. Yeah, that wasn't really a question either. No, it wasn't really a question. <laughs> I find it fascinating, like, you 
You like to travel by yourself, or yeah. you do travel by yourself. I do, yeah. That is a little unusual for somebody um, of my age and gender. Well, and that was the thing I was going to bring right. up, is that most folks don't know. You're like, you're in your mid-20s, and you mm-hmm. almost circumnavigated the, the globe. It seems like. Yeah, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but it sounds really nice when you put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, I travel alone. Um, I don't also like being called in my mid 20s. That sounds so old to me suddenly. But this started when I was like. Oh, <laughs> now you're being offensive. <laughs> I started when I was like 23, so like early 20s. But um, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to take a trip. I had all this PTO that I'd saved up from, you know, my first year and a half of working. So. I wanted to take a trip with a friend, but she couldn't go because her job, she couldn't get the time off. And I was like, well, why should the fact that she can't go with me stop me from taking a trip? So I decided to go to Spain, which I felt pretty comfortable with because I studied abroad in London for a semester when I was in college. And I'd been to Europe probably like four or five times. But I'd never been to Spain, which was silly because I knew everything about Spain from college. So I was like, I think that'd be a safe place for like a young girl to go on her first trip alone. And it was a lot of fun. So, um, I don't know. I kind of learned that I like traveling alone because you don't have to ask anyone what they want to do. That's true. You I can mean. hop on a random <laughs> bus. If you're not sure where it's going, you know, you're not going to get in a fight with someone about it later. Like, you just do it. And it's really, I like spending time alone. I don't know. Maybe not everybody likes that. And a lot of people I talk to are like, I can never do that. And I'm like, if you just try, I mean, yes, you'll do it. I mean, so. It makes sense on some levels. Like, you know. That's We've traveled before, and I'm constantly waiting for you, and, you know, when's oh, he going to get up? When's he going to get ready? And, like, <laughs> when you're ready, get up and do your thing, man. Yeah, when, well, once I'm up, I'm full charge ahead, but normally you're delivering coffee to get me to that place. Yes. But, yes. But, uh, no, it's uh, it sounds even scary to me, but, you know, that night, like, you know, it's always fun to have somebody to play with, and, you know. That's true, but... I always put myself in positions where I can meet other people. So, I don't know. My first day in Madrid, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know anyone. Where am I? Like, how did I get here? And then my hostel is like, oh, we have a free walking tour. So, I stay in hostels because, one, they're really cheap. Two, I don't mind sharing a a dorm room with, like, ten other people. Mm -hmm. And you can meet a lot of people there. So, this girl that I met was from Chile in South America, and she also was on her first day in Spain, also traveling alone for the first time ever, and we headed off, spent the day together, and then a week later, we were both in Barcelona, and we met up for dinner, so. That's Very awesome. Cool. Yeah, That's I've met awesome. tons of people from traveling alone. It just forces yourself to, like, get into kind of situations and scenarios that maybe you wouldn't, like, insert yourself into normally, but right. just step outside your comfort zone a little. Well, that's the independent piece, is yes. the intentional piece. The intentional piece, yeah, so my kind of tagline is independent intentional travel. Um, I don't know, I kind of came up with the word intentional because, like, I noticed this about myself, like, when I first stepped foot in London to study abroad. Like, all my friends' parents, like, arranged for them to take this, like, private taxi from the airport to, like, our school. Or, like, some of them whose parents, like, weren't being that extra, they would take, like, the the Heathrow Express, which is, like, a, I don't know, still 75-pound almost a hundred bucks train, like straight to the train station. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'll navigate the tube. Like it's cheap. It's five pounds. Like I have this giant suitcase, but it's fine. I'll do it. It's fun. It's for the experience. So intentional for me is kind of just like not taking shortcuts. It's just like doing things kind of a long way just for the experience of it. Yeah. I mean, you seem to relish, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone and like 
challenging yourself. Yeah, challenging myself. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. one of his favorite lines, and it seems like you embrace that. Maybe that's why we sat you two together, is that when you, he'll always say, when in Rome. Like, experience, be present in your environment, right, exactly. which is what that means to me. And it sounds like you, you've really embraced that. Yeah, that. I, I was wondering what intentional meant yeah. to you, if it was a, a modifier to the independent mm-hmm. and you just were playing with it, like intentionally independent, okay. or if it had a different meaning. Yeah, and it sounds like it has a little bit of a different meaning. meaning. Okay. Yeah, I think it surprises people how I travel. Um, I also took a trip to Alaska last summer. It wasn't totally by myself. I felt like Alaska might be a little too isolating, you know? So I went with one of my friends, who's my roommate now. But people would say, like, I still consider that to be an independent trip, even though, you know, I wasn't totally by myself. But I'd say, oh, I'm going to Alaska for a week. And they're like, oh, what cruise are you doing? I'm like, we're not doing a cruise. (laughs) That's not. A cruise is not going to Alaska. I know. So here's what we did. We flew into Anchorage and we rented a car and drove around Alaska, like, on our own for a week, you know? So, yeah, we were probably the only people under the age of 70 that were doing that. But, (laughs) you know, to us, like, we... We chose what we wanted to do, and we, I mean, made it our own instead of following somebody else's guidelines or itinerary, so. Love that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, I, thanks for clarifying that, because I was wondering yeah. what the intentional piece meant. I'm like, and knowing you a little bit, I knew there was some meaning, mm-hmm. yeah. some meaning I'm behind that. So what I love how you're deliberate about, you know, this is important to you when you're going to find a way to make it work, you're going to find a way to get to Alaska or whatever. Um, yeah. I've always loved to travel, but when I was your age, like, I just didn't have the means, so like I guess I'll do it later. And I'm trying to make up for time now. But uh, I think when we were her age, when we were traveling, was when we were taking uh, summer trips to Vail. And this will date us. We had three cars with CB radios because they didn't even really. I mean, they were, were no just com- they were just coming out with uh, cell phones. Yeah. So we took a summer trip to Vail to go whitewater rafting and. And Becca's family had a, a condo in Vail, and we spent a summer in there. And I brought the uh, super soaker, and had we had a good yeah. time in the sauna. That was uh, that yeah. was awkward too, but I mean that's still not you know Alaska or, or Spain or yeah. Mexico City. No, or, not or Th- I mean, Thailand, uh, yeah. Thailand, uh, Iceland. Like these are all places I want to go. I still haven't been. So of that melting pot of trips, tell us tell us two of your favorites. What's kind of hit the top of the list? Um, I would say that um, probably the two trips that I took by myself, um, they were very different, but the fact that, like, it was my big trip of the year, like, alone. So, first of all, Spain. Like, that was my first time going abroad, like, since I had studied abroad during college. And it was my first time doing the solo trip thing, and I didn't know how it was going to go. Like, I literally didn't know if I was going to hate every second of it, if I'd be lonely the whole time. So just the fact that I got to do that, learn how much I love to travel alone, and got to see a lot of things that I learned about in my classes. And then um, this past November, I went to Thailand and Cambodia for two weeks by myself. Fun fact, I did not tell my parents that I was going there until several months after I booked the plane tickets, because I just didn't think they'd love it, you know? So Wait. 
You, you thought that they would love Thailand over Mexico City? Well, by then I was like, I don't care what you guys Tough think. Tough shit. So. <laughs> Tough shit, mom and dad. Well, I was like, I came back. That's going to be the soundbite. And I think your mom follows me on Instagram, Probably. so. <laughs> well, I was like, you know, I feel like if I went to Asia alone and came back in one piece, yeah. like, they should know I'll come back from Mexico in one piece. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> That was my first time going to Asia. I wanted to go to another continent. I wanted to go somewhere. Like, I really wanted to go to Australia, but it's extremely expensive. So I found really cheap tickets to Thailand. And, yeah, I just went there, and it was, like, my first time experiencing Asian culture. And it was a lot different than anything else that I'd seen at that point. Now, you wrote a really interesting blog post about during your time of reflecting on your time there around elephants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might, you mind talking a little bit about that? Because yeah. I, as I recall, I saw a picture of you maybe riding an elephant. No, 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 no. no. Like, Touching an elephant. Yeah. Touching an not elephant, but not riding an elephant. No. But that was the, the meaning behind not riding an elephant. Right. Was because, I mean, yeah. that was the blog post. It's a big deal. So yeah, I mean, I had friends that had gone to Asia and you know, they had that, iconic picture of them riding an elephant. And when I told my friend, long before I told my family, I'm, I just booked a trip to Thailand. They're like, oh my gosh, you have to ride an elephant. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh, yes, they do have to do that. But as I was on my way to the city in Thailand, I was on this overnight bus or overnight train, and I met this guy, and he's like, yeah, I'm doing this elephant kind of excursion because I found out it's really bad if you ride them. And I was like, oh, are you serious? Like, what do you mean? And so on my, like, really poor, like, cell service I had, I like, started doing some research, and, like, elephants are not designed, I mean, not that, like, anything's designed, you know, have something ride them, but, like, horses, you can ride them, and, like, sure. it doesn't really pain them much, but elephant spines are not, like, as strong. So, Interesting, yeah. So, um, companies but in Thailand that have elephants kind of, like, as entertainment for people to ride, they really, like, exploit them, They're, they abuse them. Mm. It's just kind of the same, like, with tigers. Like, if you see someone holding a tiger, like, that tiger has been drugged. Like, it makes a cute Instagram, but... Yeah. Yeah, so I found this company in Thailand where you can just go and spend a day with elephants that have been rescued from abusive situations. Okay. And all you do is you just feed them bananas, and you get in the water with them, and, like... That yeah. sounds even more fun. It was really fun. Yeah, it was like one of the coolest things I did there. Do you peel the bananas? They just eat them whole. I mean, they're not they're not big bananas. They're like this big. They're wow. short. And they just wow. Put them, they I'm just more, like put them in their trunk. They just like put them in their mouth. I'm more concerned about getting in the water with them because, I mean, even if the, an elephant has a slight miscalculation... That would turn me into a flattened pancake at some point. No, so they're they, really they friendly. Me like, they're very friendly. I, I know, but it slips in the mud, and you're toast. Well, you're, like, you're a statistic. No, we actually did get in the mud with them. First, you get in the mud with them, and you, like, rub mud on them, because it helps keep them cool. It's, like, mm -hmm. natural sunscreen. And then you get in the river, and then they give you these buckets, and you can, like, all... And they also put mud on you. Like, it's just fun. So. You wash the elephant. Yeah, you wash the elephant. It's like being in high school all over again, except you're not raising money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead of washing cars. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I think I get the idea, but I have not personally experienced that. You've not done the car wash thing? No. Well, I was reading one of your blog posts this morning, and uh, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. It was basically how to travel with a backpack mm -hmm. as your only luggage. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's really important to be able to do that. I don't have a good backpack like that, so I always borrow my roommate. Shout out to you, Megan. 
You want me to use your backpack? Probably more times than you've used it. You go, Megan. Nice. Um, Letting Kathy live the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has this really cool, like, 40-liter backpack, mm-hmm. and it's just perfect. Like, it can fit two weeks' worth of stuff in there. And, um, yeah, it's just nice. You don't have to worry about rolling something. It's nice when you're by yourself. Kind of one of the most important things you have to do is pretend that you're not a tourist. So if you have, like, the rolling suitcase, like, it's like, okay, alert, like, she's a tourist, she's yeah, exactly. alone, look at her, but if you have a backpack and you act like you know where you're going, like, I don't know, for all they know, like, you're just, like, walking around with a backpack. Like, well, depending on where you're going, too, like, you know, Asia or, like, you know, cobblestone streets in Europe or whatnot, yeah. like, you don't want to be, like, carrying that, rolling that bag around. Well, Europe, you could be just from another, you could be European just from another country, right? Or another city, or, yeah. And like you just put it on yourself. You don't have to worry about somebody taking stuff out of it because it's on you. Like the one that I borrow from Megan every time, like has like the hip belt, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's not hurting your back because it can help take off some of the pressure. It's really easy to throw in like the carry-on overhead bit yeah. of space on the train, like just really easy overall. Yeah, I made that switch about I don't know four or five years ago. I started just taking a backpack, and uh, now that's like the only way I'll travel. And Diane and I went to Europe last summer for 10 days and we each took backpacks and she's like, I don't think I, I don't know if I could do this. And now all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, it's so much easier. Just, you know, cause especially in Europe, you're basically living out of your bag. It's not like you're going somewhere for 10 days and you're unpacking everything. Like right. you're basically just taking out a day's worth of clothes and then you're going on somewhere else. Yeah, so. you're moving on to the next place. You know, there's always places. We stopped and did laundry in a laundromat at uh, in Amsterdam, and, you know. I need to have you pack me. <laughs> the problem is I have all my tech gear. I, like, I take my... I can pre- we can pretty much... That shit. We can pretty much set up an interview anywhere we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't do a lot of interviews on your vacations. So. No, I, I would... Well, we do interview people over beer. It's just there's no microphones involved yeah. in but, um, yeah, I love that piece. Yeah, the backpack piece. Except yours doesn't hold two weeks' worth of stuff. It holds, like... I have a new one now. I went and... It's 32 liters. It's not 40 liters. But uh, we got some of those compression bags that you can get uh, on Yahoo. And basically, or Amazon, you put all your stuff in them. And then you just kind of lay on them. You don't have to vacuum or anything. You just lay on it. And it, it like, squishes everything down really... <laughs> Compact. This is the episode where we completely date ourselves. There were CB radios. <laughs> CB radios that are buying stuff on Yahoo. Buying shit on Yahoo. Buying shit on Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, you were talking about something not going to Australia because it's expensive. But you've, you've gone to about one of the most expensive places in, uh, on the planet, yes. too. A place where, oh, I knew I, I, knew I saved it. <laughs> Place Chad and I are talking about going later this year, Iceland. Yes, where the beer flows like wine. Is that the? Is that the? I don't see that. Uh, on you. You just made that up. Fake news. Fake news. But it's definitely because you know Kansas City now has a direct flight to uh, Iceland. Start already? It starts in like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So we're like, let's do it. You should. We're gonna go. You, were, you really are? Oh, we're going. Oh, we're going to Last go. time I talked to you, you weren't sure. We're, it was either Seattle or Iceland. Okay. We can go to Seattle yeah, anytime. Yeah, and, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, with Becca's flight benefit, 
we'll probably fly to New York a day ahead of time mm-hmm. and fly from New York to Iceland mm-hmm. and spend an evening in New York and meet meet those guys up with those guys mm-hmm. just because after reading your blog about how expensive it was, I'm not one to pay for airfare on top of all the money we're going to drop while we're there. So yeah, yeah, Iceland. Um, luckily, I was able to get at my current company that I work for, which I won't mention at this time, but to pay for it. <laughs> so we flew from Chicago to Reykjavik on Iceland Air, and we flew back on Wow Air, which Wow Air sucks. So don't fly. On that. <laughs> it just sucks because there's no TV screen on the back of your chair, and there's no like free snacks. Maybe that's what wow means. Yeah. Wow. I get nothing. <laughs> yeah, probably. That was our flight a couple of years ago from Chicago. He was on, our producer was on that flight. He could tell you how bad that was from Chicago to London. Oh, wow. Was on an American Airlines circa 1970 flight where they had tube televisions and they had two movies showing the entire time. No chair. I mean, it was bad. Were you allowed to smoke on that flight? Yeah, we were. <laughs> like, we got no tech. You can go ahead and smoke. The, right ashtray, the ashtray's still there. So. <laughs> so this week's Triple D discussion, and, and for folks out there, folks on Instagram, this may be the first time. Hello, you're still there. We throw out a scenario each week and discuss whether the scenario is a dick, douche, or dumbass move. This week's Triple D move, and it's related to travel, is, uh, and I have very strong opinions of it. I know Chad does too, about deplaning. Mm-hmm. But it's someone who cuts off people jumping head rows when they're exiting the plane. So it's the type of person, I'll, I'll provide a little bit more context. So it's the, the person at row 26, and they're exiting the plane, and as soon as the plane, the the rubber hits the runway. They've un, you know, buckled. You know, unbuckled. They've stood up in the middle of the aisle and they've jumped to row nineteen and they're all asses and elbows trying to get to the front of the plane. So that that to me is the uh, is the scenario. Grant's even seen these people. Grant's seen me step up and actually, I told you I like intentionally knocked them over, but I do like get in there all. When I see box them, I, out, I box out. I'll yeah. stand up and at least give them a little hip check. Yeah. So if you do that, no, that's coming. The train pain's coming, baby. <laughs> or the pain train. Yeah, a little Terry A little dyslexic. Train pain. After two beers, a little train pain. A little pain train. Oh, my gosh. Dyslexic Terry Tate. Yeah. This is definitely one that could fall under multiple scenarios. Now, I do think that there's a a clause that people get a pass on this one. And I've seen people do this and I've actually done this one before where, you know, you have 20 minutes to your connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're not, if this is your final destination, like, do you mind if I just, you know, but do you normally provide some of that context? I won't provide the context. I just will get up and push forward. But yeah, I'm like, Mm -hmm. so you're self-aware. You're like, I am intentionally being a not. I'm like I'm having to be dickish. I'm having to be dickish in that scenario. Yes. Yes. I I'm fully aware I'm being dickish, but I and your legs are stiff. But I've got to make a connection. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm in 13 and you're in 14 and you're like inching in front of me, like, no, not cool. No, I'm with you. What do you think? What say you? Um. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I fly a lot, so. 
you know, every once in a while people will be like, hey, you know, do you mind if I go in front of you? And that's totally understandable. Um, that's with the connection clause. Yes, right. Okay. That's really the only time that I think it's acceptable. Luckily, I sit in the front of the plane a lot, so I don't experience it that much. Not that I'm in business class, but in Southwest. Like, how are you scoring No, in Southwest, <laughs> I don't have business select, but um, I pretty much sit in one of the first few rows most of the time. But kind of what I have to add to this is, like, on Southwest, I don't know if you guys have flown with them before, but mm -hmm. you line up mm -hmm. in your boarding order. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there was a man in front of me, and I was, like, A16 or A17, so pretty early. There was a man in front of me with his, like, young daughter at Orlando last week. And um, as we were getting on, you know, you walk up, you scan your pass, and the flight attendant or the gate agent was like scolding him because he was B sixty and he was boarding at A seventeen. What? Yeah, and I don't and I don't know if he like coached his little girl to like go running down, you know, like the jetway, <laughs> and so he just had to go after her. But she was like, "Sir, you blatantly disregarded our announcements, and we asked everyone to stay in their right place. And you know, some people pay extra to board early, and I would appreciate it if you respected our rules next." I do love Southwest for that. I like, love that too, but you know. But they allowed him on the plane, right? They allowed right? him on because his little girl had gone running, and I think he coached her to do that in advance. But mm. you know what? I do sometimes board with the wrong group on purpose. Wow. And so I, I, I kind of consider myself like a douche in that aspect. <laughs> well, no, you're, I guess they're aware that you're doing <laughs> I'm it. I'm aware that, that I'm doing that it, that and I do it anyway. That's a dick move. That's a dick move. Okay, yeah. Well, it's normally because like my and, and you know what self awareness is important. We're not we are not absent of any one of the three Ds. I've talked about doing things now. If you ever become a famous travel blogger and you ever get pulled over for a DUI and you say, "Don't, Don't you, you know, know who, who I am? am?" Then we'll have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the scenario in this one that, that drives me battier than any of these is the total dumbass move. And it's like the people that are completely unaware how to deplane. Like they didn't, it hasn't occurred to them like, oh, I have shit up above that oh I need God. to get out. Like when I, when the plane stops and the seatbelt light goes off, like, I want to get the hell off the plane. You know what I don't I, like is when people have put their stuff at the back of the plane yes. and they're in the front and uh, everyone's in the aisles and they're like trying to fight all the oh, way back. Oh, fight back? Oh, no, like step into the side. Just wait until everyone goes and then go back and get Or the it. opposite. If you're sitting in row 26 and you deliberately put your bag in row 10 and then all of a sudden I get on and yeah. it's take, I have yeah, to it's then take, check yeah. my bag because some a-hole, you know. Most often that doesn't occur. It's worse. The flip, what Kathy had mentioned, where that drives me naughty. It, it, you know, it's like you just need to wait. Yeah. You wait till the rest of the plane. Yeah. That's the planes, and then you just you pick up your. You, then you go back and pick up your bag. Mm -hmm. If you're slow in general, just just wait. Like I'm like, like a NASCAR. If you had to pre-board the plane, like because you need a wheelchair or anything like that, just wait until everyone else yeah. goes because it'll be a little faster for everyone. And I had to pre-board because my foot was broken for a while, and I had to. I had to limp on and off the plane, and I had my little knee scooter. But just wait until everybody else is done. Then you do your thing. And you plan your trip accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike how we're never going to list my sister-in-law next time we uh, have to go back to Heathrow. And then we have my, my mother-in-law with us. And she, she's like, oh, you have like 90 minutes to get on your flight. You'll be fine. And then my mother-in-law, so she goes through their equivalent of TSA. And they scan Everything. And then we're the furthest gate. And my mother-in-law is in her 70s. 
no. We, she barely, like, she's hauling she running for a plane. And she was trying to run. Like, it was not a good scene. Mm-hmm. It was not, I, yeah. G's laughing, he's shaking his head, too, going, watching his grandmother run across <laughs> the airport was not, not a good, not a good thing. All right, so quick, on the original premise, agree with you guys on the pre, you know, the boarding, the deplaning on moving the bags, but in the original scenario, Dick Douche, your dumbass move. Douche? I'd say dick in that one. Like, you know what you're doing. You just don't care. You just don't care? Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to go. I'm going to probably go dick, too. Although, I could see where you would go douche because they so may people be. people are just oblivious. They're just they oblivious. And I could see, well, the one of the arguments we make for douche, too, is you generally just believe you're better than everybody else. And I could see that, too. It's like, I don't care that I'm in row 26 and then you're in row 3. I deserve to be ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Sir, I am, it's like, it's like rock, it's like rocket at the end of, I knew I'd bring this back to the Avengers. It's like rocket of the Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's like, sir, but what if I want it more? You know, it's just like, I'm better than you. Yeah, there are a lot of those people, believe me. Yeah. All right. So we're split here, folks, between, uh, I'm not even asked G because he shouldn't be uttering those words. Um, it's, we got two dicks and a douche, but we can buy, we, and a dumbass can fall in this category too. This is one where you can vote at home. Leave us a comment. If you're on Instagram, leave us a comment. And if you're on the podcast, you can leave us a comment on the blog later. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. Play a little experiment. Thanks to Kathy being our first guest, the girl who goes. If you enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says, She Says Casey Facebook page and like, follow us if you haven't already. And go out to the girl who goes Facebook page and like and follow her. That's spaces too, by the way, people. So remember that. Uh, Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook. And if this turned out, and I have no idea because my phone's over there. But if uh, this turned out on Instagram, you can catch us live on Facebook and Instagram almost every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. Also, check out the He Says, She Says Casey blog. And you can also subscribe to us. If you're an audio listener, you can subscribe, rate, leave us a comment. Please, Lord, leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like I'm getting on, on board here. You are getting on board. Yeah. And yeah. Stitcher. I am great. Take care, people.